0: <laughs> Woo! awesome awesome getting close to a packed house on wednesday hallelujah there's a couple of pews still here and there but they will be full eventually i'm anxious and i can't wait to hear whatever the words is going to come forth tonight i know it's going to be awesome and it's going to be a blessed time i just encourage it everyone to to worship the Lord tonight. Just praise Him like yeah, this is the last hallelujah. night on earth and you're just going to worship Him until the time you get to go home and worship Him forever. Just put everything in you, got into singing, lifting your hands. If you want to go walk a lap around some people, whatever the Holy Spirit leads you to do, if it's come down to these pews and praise Him, if it's to sing, give a shout to the Lord. I urge you, whatever the Spirit puts on your heart tonight, to just follow the yes. leader because He is the leader. Yeah, uh, it's gonna be a blessed night tonight. In Brooklyn, lead us off in some prayer. No, no, no. ask Brother Jeffrey over there if he would lead us in some some prayer.
1: Dear Heavenly Father, we just thank you for this day, dear Lord. And uh, thank you for everybody that's here. Everybody that can't be here, be with them, dear Lord. And uh, Lord, just let us take what you give us tonight and, and use it. and be with everybody that needs you, dear Lord. You know everybody's needs. You know what they need more than anybody. Mm-hmm. And we love you, dear Lord. Yes. Amen. Amen.
0: Thank you, Lord. Time to worship. Anybody got any fire in them tonight? Woo! Praise the Lord. Choose our energy and our strength, everything that we got. The Bible actually tells us to do that. Pour it in, pour it on, give God everything, and when you run out of everything, give him some more. Amen. Amen. All right. Sing with us tonight. Let's have a good time. Rejoice. Praise praise be to God. Amen. 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 Woo! Never can tell what might happen. Amen. When you come to church. Never can't tell what you might miss if you don't. Amen. But we are here, we're going to receive. You know, God has his own ways. The Bible declares severally as he will. administer gifts and bless So we live that entirely up to him. But I can say, I hope you can say tonight, I've already been blessed since I've been here. Amen. So we're looking to the blessings of Salvation, and healing, and deliverance, and miracles, and right out of the Bible—everything God's Word says, we believe it, and we it So Amen. praise the Lord, Amen. The brothers are going to come. It's missions offered now. Anybody been catching any of the news? At least the news that will report anything that's <laughs> uh, anything you know, truthful. Uh, of all the persecution taking place around the world, Christian persecution. It's everywhere. Everywhere. And it's uh, growing. So here we go. Missions. They're still out there working. Amen. They're still carrying forth the gospel. Amen. Uh, we're going to keep going to the end. Amen. Amen. Says, he that endureth to the end shall be saved. Save. All right. Go away. Go get it. Take off. Pray and get the offering. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Brother Jimmy thought I was telling him to go away, Go away. <laughs> oh, <Go away. laughs> uh, yes. Heavenly Father, Lord, we just praise and glorify you tonight, God. Lord, we thank you, Lord, that, dear God, for those that are going around the world, Lord God, and spreading your word. And Lord, we just ask you to have your way, Lord, dear God, in every service, Lord, everywhere, Lord. And we ask your blessings upon them, Lord, and your safety, Lord, dear God, to keep them safe. Lord, and bless them in every way, Lord, dear God. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. We're going to pray for a couple first before we get into the Word tonight. So uh, I believe uh, Brother Sean's been inspired to something this morning, and that's to uh, pray for Austin here. And we're also going to pray for Jeffrey tonight. Amen. And uh, Brother, can you come on up? Bill? take Y'all would join us. Jeffrey's been kind of going through a battle here, still having effects of it tonight, so let's let's bear down for him and ask God to heal him up completely and totally. And we're gonna pray for Austin. Heavenly Father, Lord, we just come tonight in the name of Jesus. We pray for Jeffrey, Lord. I ask God God rid him of this infection, Lord, This whatever this illness is. Father God, we just come and believe the name of Jesus and the holy blood of the cross. Lord God, the anointed healing power of who you are, Jesus, your healing virtue, Lord. I just pray God, cover him, Lord, saturating God in your holy presence and deliver him from this sickness, Lord, we pray. We bring him to you, lift him up to you, God, and ask you for it now, God, believing in your word, God, professing in faith, God, coupling our faith together, Lord God, that he be blessed and healed in the name of Jesus. Give him energy and strength, empowering, Lord God, and put him back on his feet where he can be about doing the things, Lord, that he needs to be doing in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord.
1: Amen and amen. Thank you, God. We praise your name, Jesus.
0: Lead us in this. Dear Heavenly Father, Lord, we lift May our brother up to, up to you, Father. Yes, we pray that you give Lord, him the so strength that you anoint him for the battle that's ahead, Lord. We don't want to ask you, Lord. Father, we Father, pray for your Holy Spirit to give the strength and loosen within the end of the Holy Spirit. We ask that you bless him, that you anoint him, that you lead him into the direction. We give you strength and endurance and
1: perseverance
0: that go forth, Lord God. Father, I ask the Lord God to help you, Lord, to receive the illumination of power, Lord God, to minister to him and to minister to others. Father, God, I ask the Lord God to help you, to receive the illumination of power, to in need spirit encouragement is he his all the him wisdom, his and knowledge the and Father God, in the mighty name boldness of Jesus, and glory. him to do what it is to Praise God, God. strengthen him and, him and set his his fire. God, all of God and use him mightily use as well. Use him to see Father, and identify. We thank you. I pray you yield to you. Yes, you got surrender in In the name of Jesus, praise you, Almighty God. Thank you, Lord.
1: Let me hear a victory in God's house tonight. Good to be in God's house again. Good to see all of you. I'm glad that you made the, uh, the decision to be in God's house tonight. Amen. Amen. And, you know, we, we talked about how important it is to make those decisions. A lot of people making decisions tonight um, uh, to not serve the Lord. And, you know, we we know we know that the repercussions of not serving the Lord are heavy. So so tonight, you know, it's it's always in small steps. So you made a decision to be here. You made a decision to come to the house of God tonight and to celebrate uh, with your brothers and sisters in Christ. And let me make myself clear tonight. Whether you feel it or not, if you are... Washed in the blood of Jesus. Woo. If you're washed in the blood, then you've got victory tonight. Amen. Amen. You got it. You got it. And and I know that sometimes you don't. We don't always feel well, and sometimes our mind isn't in the right place, and and sometimes things are off. You know, things aren't where they where we would like them to be. But that doesn't negate God's. Victory to you and me That's been imparted to you and me And we have the authority to stand on that victory Amen. Even when everything Amen. else is going sideways We can stand on God's victory tonight Amen. So we, we, uh, we had a great prayer We Great to start this off Great praise and worship Don't you love worshipping the Lord? Amen. There's just such a sweet Thank you Pastor Such a sweet spirit Amen. Hallelujah. So we're going to dismiss the kids tonight And let them enjoy their service uh, God bless you guys have a good service tonight. You know, when we come in here and we, we have a service or we do a service, you know, we come in and we uh, we have a kind of like a protocol that we follow. And when we come in the door and we it's good to always see everybody, we, we greet each other and and we get into the service and we get into worship and we get into praise and and then um, we get into kind of like the 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 main part of the service where there's there's ministering and and uh, prayer and things like that that like we've done up to this point and then we'll continue on for the rest of the service. The thing about it is this is that when we walk in and we go out of here and a in a lot of times I would say most of the time I don't know nor do you know what everyone else around you is going through and it's and it's impossible to really know unless someone just bears their heart in in, in their laundry about everything that's that's they're going through in their life and so i know that even though that in a service that we might take a prayer request but i'll bet you every prayer isn't that needs to be prayed for it hasn't been requested and even though mouths have spoken, not everything that needs to come out comes out. Amen. And that even though we, we try to do everything we can, that there are times when you walk in here and you walk away, and there are things that are still not done that need to be done in our lives. goes without saying. Every one of you, and I don't know if you've noticed this or not, and and I try to I don't I can't I'm not going to tell you I keep track of it I, I don't keep track of it, but it seems as though there are some um, some serious trials going on, in the body of Rock Harbor Church, and I I said Rock Harbor, I employ, I'm not talking about any other church, no. I'm talking about this church, and I know that people go through things, so. What I want to do tonight is I want to kind of, I want to kind of identify the, the pink elephant in the room. And it's that this body has been under attack. Yeah. This body. Uh-huh. I don't know about any other body. I don't know. I don't know what they're dealing with. I don't I know, know what they're going through. But I know that this body has been dealing with things. And it seems like every time that I turn around, someone else is going through something in the body. Somebody else is dealing with something. Now, keep in mind that these are the visible things right. that I see. These are the visible things. These are the things that we take note of. These are the things that Pastor and I have talked about. This is kind of how you, you gauge the health of the body. We look and we, we look at how, what's going on throughout the body and, and seeing what's going on. And this body has been under attack. And it's been for quite some time. It's been for quite some time. And I know that there are things, and I'm just saying this because these are the things that the Holy Spirit has put in my heart. There are things that I know that you have dealt with that you've not said anything about. You have dealt with emotional battles. You've dealt with mental battles. You've dealt with things, because if if the, if the what I can see is hot and heavy, then I know what's going on behind the scenes And so what I can't see has got to be hot and heavy. It's got to be. So what I I want to do is I want to take you to some scriptures tonight. And I, and, and I know there's people that are on tonight and that are a part of this church. So I, I want to make sure that you understand that when I'm talking tonight, that I'm not generalizing this message. This message is for Rock Harbor Church. I know I go to church here. You think, well, isn't that normal, though? I mean, you're up here in front of the church. Isn't this... I don't want you to take this as just some kind of one of them things that, yeah, that was good, you know, that's good for somebody else, you know, out there. No, this is for Rock Harbor Church, this message. Because I know that everyone in here, whether you've spoken it or whether you have not spoken it, there are some serious things that are going on right now in Scripture. Scripture is what we turn to. Scripture is what we go to that defines our lives and and what we stand on to give us clarity about what's actually going on and about what's taking place. Amen? Amen? That's what we go to. So tonight, let's go to the Scripture. So let's go to 1 Peter. You know, it's, it's, it's always tough. I'm saying this because you gotta, you got to bear with me because I'm following the Spirit here. It's just giving me a lot of information as we're going through this. It's tough sometimes when you watch your spouse go through things and you want to try to say something to them, maybe to talk them out of where they're at, and you just simply don't have the words to say. You would like to talk them out and encourage them and maybe you've even tried. And I'm telling you this, and I'm saying this because I believe that some somebody in here has been trying to do that with their significant other. You've been trying to talk to them. You've been trying to get them out of where they're at to get their mental state back in line, or maybe their spiritual life back in line, and you you've been distraught over the fact that it doesn't seem like anything you say holds any ground or any weight. Let me let me say that God knows this. God knows. He knows what He knows what you're dealing with. If you're watching tonight, He knows. He knows the effort. He understands it. He gets it. Mm-hmm. Sometimes when we're in trial, that we're so we feel like we're so deep. And we're looking for a word from God. And we're like, God, do you even hear me? Do you even hear my prayers? Now I'm praying for you and I'm praying for my, my, my husband. Or I'm praying for my wife and I'm praying for my children. God, do you hear me? God says, Yes, I do. I hear you. I want you to know that God gets it tonight. God understands. He knows. So in first Peter Chapter one. You see, we already know it's kind of an inevitability that we're we're gonna be and, and I pastors talked about this i've I've said some stuff about this before and i don't want to paint the wrong picture but i I do want you to understand that we obviously know that it is inevitable that we're all going to have to go through some sort of trial in our life we know that by saying that i'm not trying to devalue what you're dealing with or what you're going through because when i say that if i say that too quickly you may say You're just passing it off. I'm absolutely not passing off trial tonight because that is the subject matter, is the trial itself. Well, we're given some specific instructions, and we're we're told about exactly how to approach these things. And I want to start in verse 6, where it says, Wherein you greatly rejoice. I always thought it was so interesting about Peter because he always had a way, and obviously him and Paul and some some of the other ones were, were just in a place spiritually that I'm not. <laughs> they just were. And, and he goes on to say, and, I, and I'll say this, and I'll, I'm going to back up. He says, Wherein you greatly rejoice, though now for a season, if need be, you are in heaviness through manifold temptations. But if you notice how he started that out with, before he even made it to that, he said, Greatly rejoice. Greatly rejoice. And so what does that mean? You say, Because uh, there's like a, I don't know, maybe for me, maybe it's not you. But there's this perception in my mind when you talk about greatly rejoice. There's this, you know, you got this smile on your face, and sometimes I think we walk in our own perception of what this means. Because you know you're getting beat down, you're 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 tore up, and you're like, uh, get it? You paint that thing on, right? And we we think we think by our perception that that's what that's talking about. I'm supposed. To, Rejoice. So we pull that smile up, regardless of what is on your face, doesn't determine whether you rejoice. Just because you put a smile on your face does not mean that you rejoiced. That doesn't qualify you. So I think what we have to do is we have to we have to go back and we have to kind of redefine what that means and what he's talking about. We're talking about rejoicing because I don't know about you. But when I'm dealing with something and I'm going through something, I don't really feel like rejoicing. Anybody with me? I'm just being honest. And then I look at the scripture and I'm like, come on. Rejoice? Just remember that when we're talking about rejoicing, remember the context of the word. That's always important. The context of the word. We're rejoicing in the life we have in Christ. We're rejoicing in what he is doing in our life. Of course, situations are very difficult to rejoice. Why would I rejoice? Because I lost my job. Because you're not rejoicing over the job. You're rejoicing about the God who lives in your life. Can we all admit that at times we've been confused about that? Yeah, right now. And often we get so far off track that we walk in that. We walk in painting everything on. You see, what this is, is is this comes down to having a spiritual attitude. A spiritual attitude. My dad was a stickler about that. He said, do you need an attitude adjustment? You know, if I was being, uh, if I had, uh, what's the word I'm looking for, or a phrase, if I was uh, being a teenager, you know, he'd say, do you need an attitude adjustment? Sometimes we need a spiritual attitude adjustment. We have the wrong attitude. We are looking at our situation incorrectly because we can't see the value in what is going on. Mm-hmm. We can't see it. And I think it's, it's, it's something that we have to accept. We have to be okay with understanding that in trials, when you're in a trial, when we're talking about rejoicing, I'm not talking about, and the Bible's not talking about taking that thing and saying, I should be happy. That I lost all my money. I should be happy that I couldn't pay my bills. No. We're not talking about that. The reality is, is that makes me sad. But the other reality is, is that when I turn this thing around, the way that I keep my joy is that I look to him. And I say, God, I don't know what the plan is. I don't know what you're doing, but I still love you. I still love you, and I thank you for for everything that you're doing in my life right now. You're focused, you change the focus, you focus on Him. Don't get confused about how to greatly rejoice. Don't get confused that your rejoicing is in Him and not in the situation. God takes and He says, I work all things together for good. pastor recorded this, I believe, uh, Sunday morning. Work all things together for good to those who love the Lord and are called according to His purpose. I will work it all for your good. But obviously there's not like a disclaimer pamphlet that says that that could take some time. Right. That might take a while. So in the process, you rejoice in him. The product will come. The product will come, but you rejoice in him. This is where we greatly rejoice. He says, wherein you greatly rejoice, though now for a season, if need be, you are in heaviness through manifold temptations. There's three things that I want you to know about trials tonight. Now, you can write them down if you want. You don't have to. There's three things that I want you to know, and then we start to see in these particular scriptures about the definition in the in the body of a trial. The first thing that we understand by looking at scripture is that trials are for a season. Season, right here. What's it say? It says, "Though now for a season, uh-huh. trials are for a season." And I think that let's just take and let's let's reword that just a little bit, and because. I've needed to hear this a lot of times. What you're going through is not here to stay. Sometimes I have the Holy Spirit leading me through Scripture and seeing that. And I just break down and start to cry. Why? Because it was a massive relief to know that the thing wasn't here to stay. And you think, well, how do you know, though? Because what? What's the devil doing? Remember, the devil's always doing, always doing the opposite of what God says, right? Right? So if God says it's for a season, what's the devil telling you? You ain't never getting out of it. Always remember that. The devil's always going to turn 100%. He's going to turn it around. He's going to take the opposite of whatever God tells you. So if the devil's whispering in your ear and telling you, you ain't never going to get out of it, your husband ain't never going to change, your wife ain't never going to change, it's going to be like this forever. You ain't never getting out of this. You can You can bet that you're coming out of it. Why would he tell you that? He's not going to come and tell you the truth to set you free. He wants to tell you something to bind you up. And see, this gets it really to the heart of the matter. Because I don't know. Let's go back to, to the beginning. I don't know what you are bringing in here week in and week out. I don't know what you go home with. I don't know what you go to bed with. I don't know what goes through your mind. I don't know the struggles. I don't know the fight. I don't know the warfare. I don't know. But you need to know this. You need to understand the, the principles of the, of the trial and understand that that thing is not here to stay. And for for sure, stop listening to the devil. He's been telling you lies. Again. Again. And you know, what's crazy too. I've been guilty of this. I, want to, I don't want to spend too much time on this. But it's crazy because I have done, I have listened to these words go through my mind. You ain't never getting out of this. And I just turned over and spill them right to my wife. I don't think I'm ever getting out of this. You'll repeat a lot of what you hear. Can anyone say amen? amen? You'll repeat if you're not careful. You'll repeat what you hear. And you can always tell who's listening to God and who's listening to the devil. You can always tell. You can tell because they are they are vocal. Because the you know out of the abundance of the heart the mouth speaks. You know if the heart is fearful. It will speak what's going on inside. It will speak fear. If it's full of confidence, even though the the world is a wreck, if it's full of confidence in the Lord, it speaks confidence. You'll speak it. If it's in there, it'll come out. So you can gauge your spiritual attitude tonight a lot of by the words that you've, you've been repeating what you've been hearing. And I'm calling I'm calling this out because this is a tactic that the enemy uses to um, to take your, your spiritual attitude and take the the uh, the foundation out from underneath of it. Take your legs out from underneath it. You heard that before, right? And, and uh, how many of you know that if you you know if you get a, if you take a fall um, and you hit hard enough or hit just right, uh, it takes the air out of you. That's what the devil wants to do. That's the plan. The plan of attack is to get you off your feet. <sighs> Lose your breath, right? Now you're gasping for air. Right? What happens usually when you're gasping for air is panic mode? And he will keep kicking your legs out from underneath you every time you and I allow him to. Come on. Every time. There are a lot of Christians today. Let me let me say this there are a lot of Christians today that live their entire life with their legs being swept out from underneath of them, their breath being taken from them, and that's their lifestyle. That's exactly how they live. I'm not saying that the enemy doesn't attack. I'm not saying that you're not going to go through things. I'm not saying that things didn't befall you. I get it. But you got to recognize when the enemy is playing you and when he is manipulating you and taking advantage of you. You got to get it. Amen. And we got to stop paying attention to those things that we're hearing that are contradictory to God's word. That's where a lot of people get confused because. They have not read the word. And if you have not read the word, then you will believe the lies. You'll believe them. Well, I didn't know that. This is right here. We've got to know it right here. So you know if he's trying to contradict what God says. God says that the the trial is for a season. That thing is seasonal. And and it works both ways, church. The the trials are seasons. Also, when you're at a time of peace, and and I'm going to make a point here on this. Even a time of peace is seasonal. You ever went through a time where it was just like, you know what, everything is just going so well? Man, it's just going faster. We talked about that the other day. Man, it's just going so good. And it's good to have times of peace. You got to have it. But you got to understand that this is a part of the balance of the spiritual life and the spiritual walk. There are going to be times of peace and there's going to be times of war. Right? But you have to accept that, though. And you got to know that this thing goes from... You know, goes from warfare and there's over to peace and the season of peace and we get season back to war again and there's a sometimes there's a season of preparation and there's these things that we we all go through. You're going through it. It's seasonal. You're going to deal with some things. You're going to go through some things. And God says that trial that you're going through right now is seasonal. That's the first thing I want you to know. The trials are a season. Number two, and we get this in scripture right here. Now I want you to look. It says. Though now for a season, if need be, you are in heaviness through manifold temptations. The second thing I want you to get tonight about trials is that sometimes they are needed for your development. Now that's the thing that's the hardest to me out of all three of these things I'm going to share with you tonight. That that second one's probably one of the hardest things for me to swallow. I'm like, well, <laughs> a second now, now God, when I signed up for this thing, now you're a God of peace. You're got God of love. I was kind of hoping that I could kind of walk in that bubble. Yeah, come on. I just want to walk in that spiritual bubble. And if you're like me, and you get into a prayer time, you get into it, and things are hot, and they're good. How many of you have ever said, I wished I didn't have to even get up? I don't want to leave this moment because it's so good. Uh-huh. Absolutely. But the reality is what? You can't stay there. You got to get up. The reality is I got to go into the world. The reality is I got to deal with people who don't believe in God. Because I need to be there. You need need to be there. We need to be there. We need to be involved. And the trial that you're dealing with often is valued as being worth nothing. Right? Because God couldn't have possibly do anything good with what I'm going through right now. Now, I, I want to make something, I want to say something too. I want to make sure you don't mistake me on this. God did not make bad things happen in your life. Let me make sure we're clear on that. Amen. He, did not, he did not make things, bad things happen. We understand that life just throws its bad things at us sometimes, right? I live in a physical body. Sometimes this thing fails me. If this thing fails me, it doesn't mean that God failed me. It means this thing fails me. It means I live in a world where things just aren't quite working the way they need to and are not going to work right until I'm with Him. Amen. It's just the way that it is. So this body didn't always work right. And this mind of mine doesn't always work right. And things don't always work right. But when God said, when He said, I, I, I'm going to take that situation and I'm going to make it for your good, what He's telling you there is that, yes, there are going to be some things that will befall you. Yes but I'm going to use them to make the best version of you that could possibly be. That's what he's doing. So he's he's taking your situation and he gives it value. Think about this, because your situation, if it was just left the same, you say, well, if if God looked at your trial and he said, I'm not going to do anything with it, it would indeed be worth nothing. But he didn't say that. He said, I'll work it for your good, which then does what? It gives the trial value. So, what does that mean? That means there's a really good chance that God is doing something right now inside of you with what you are going through that is bringing you closer to his perfect will for your life and making you more Christ like. It's quite possible. That that's what he's done why because he put value on it. He said you know it's kind of like you know we always say, God do you even care? Do you do you care? I mean he oh yes I care very much. As a matter of fact, we're gonna take that situation and we're gonna flip that thing totally upside down. you stick with me. child, you stick with me and we're gonna make this thing into something. We're gonna make it. Watch, watch what I do. Will it happen in the first month? Will it happen in the first six months? Will it happen in a year? Probably not. Because good things take time. They just take time. You're in the pressure cooker? Yeah, give it time. Give it some time. And God's going to do something with it. But we have to, as God's people, I think we need to be recalled and reminded the value of what we are going through. I'm not saying it's not hard. I'm not saying that. I'm not taking anything away from it. I'm not saying that you didn't go through something because you did. How many of you have been through some bombshells lately? Right? Yeah. Some bombs. Yeah. yeah, you went through it. I'm not saying that you're not dealing with that. I didn't say that you, didn't have, uh, you don't have uh, uh, shrapnel wounds and, and uh, uh, some other issues and things that you have endured while going through this. Absolutely not taking anything away from that. But I want us to understand that God does not see trials like we do. And I think that's very important. God does not see trials like you and I do. And so if we continue to have a bad attitude about trials, if we continue to look at trials incorrectly, then we'll start to have a a perception change about what good is this thing? What am I even doing here? You see a lot of people today, and I think I don't have to go into details, but I think you see a lot of people today that haven't been able to see their trials correctly. They don't understand why all of these things are taking place. Why me? Why me? Well, let me answer that honestly. Why you? Because he loves you. Why you? Because he has a plan for you. Why you? Because he wants to prove himself to you over and over and over and over again. Why you? That's why. That's God. That's the God that I serve. My God cares about me. He cares about me. He cares about the things that don't go right. He cares about me. I'm not telling you that I have. I don't. I don't. uh, Let me just say it like this. I've been in this long enough to know long enough to know now that I'm still in love with my father regardless of what comes down that pipe. It's taken me some time to get to that place. But no matter what comes down, I've learned that I still love you. I still love you. I still love you even though things didn't go the way that I wanted them to. I still love you even though my health is not where it needs to be. I still love you. I'm still in love with you. And if you choose to take my life from me, then I'm going to go home and be with you. But I think we put too much emphasis on the trial and not enough on him and what he's doing in the moment. Mm-hmm. Even though we can't see it. So number that's number 2. And number 3. Number 3 and then we're going to get back into the scripture. Number 3. More trials will come. Mm-hmm. More trials will come. He's like, you could have ended it on a better note than that. Is that the third one really? It's predictable. It's predictable, and if you if you are watching, the devil is predictable. He is almost to a fault. I mean, you think you think we'd know better by now about some of the deploys that he pulls. I mean, some of it gets pretty predictable. Life, if you're paying attention, gets predictable. We have good times. We have bad times. We have good seasons. We have bad seasons. We have times when we prosper and times when we don't prosper. And there's ups and there's downs and life is full of them and it all comes out to like this one big average. <laughs> this one big average. In that, if we're not careful, we'll put all of our emphasis and all of our, all of our uh, how do I say this, all of our eggs. You've heard that saying, I'll put all your eggs in one basket. Don't put all your eggs in one season. You get what I'm saying? Don't put all of your eggs in one season. It's not going to stay that way. We put, all of our, we put all of our life into that one season we think, man, I'm never getting out of this. It's always going to be the same. No, it's going to change. Or on the other end of it, we say, I love this so much, I don't ever want this season to change. And then when God changes seasons and said, you know what, I need you in a different place and we don't want to leave there. Mm-hmm. We're awful with seasons. I mean, can we admit that? Mm-hmm. We're just really bad with seasons. Yeah. And, I, and, and you can even know what's coming. I'm at, for, for me... And I even try to predict it. I'm like, here it comes, here it comes. I can see the season changing. I've sat with my wife and I'm like, (laughs) and I'm not by no means, I'm not saying I'm some sort of expert. I'm not, I'm not even close. But I've told her I've learned some things over the years and I can tell when seasons are starting to change. Even, I mean, small things will start to shift and I'm like, there it is. Season's fixing to change, you watch. And I'm ready for it and it still surprises me. I'm still disappointed. I was like, I knew it was coming. I told her when we moved. Well, it was right before we moved. I said, season's changing. She's like, well, yeah, we're moving. I was like, no, no, something else is happening. I could feel it. The season is changing. Boy, I'd have never guessed. I'd have never guessed we was walking into what we walked into in 2020. Yeah, the season sure did change. I was like, you know what? i take that back. <laughs> that's, not, that's not anything I wanted to be right about. All right. So three things. Charles are just for a season. Number two, sometimes that trials are needed for your development. And number three, more trials will come. Okay, let's go back to the scriptures again. We're still kind of in six here. Just end, let, me end, let me finish out in uh, the six. Though now for a season, if need be, you are in heaviness through manifold temptations. All kinds of stuff. Manifold temptations. Many. Lots of stuff. Verse seven. That the trial of your faith. Okay, now here's... We're gonna, we're gonna put value on something here, and I don't want you to miss it, that the trial of your faith being much more precious than of gold that perishes. Uh-huh. Alright, All right. so you gotta get the number one, you gotta get the contrast. What does he contrast? He contrasts something spiritual to something physical. And that's faith on one hand, and then he says gold that perishes, something carnal, right? Right, right, right? You gotta you gotta get that contrast there because there's a lot that's said in there. So he's saying, and he brings up there. You notice in verse seven what he says? He brings up faith out of nowhere. He's like, "Hold, hold on a second! You ain't been talking about faith. You talk about trials." He's like, "Well, he said, on the contrary, you now you're missing. Now you are seeing what this whole thing is actually about." Oh, wait a second! Now that changes my perspective because I thought this whole thing was about me. <laughs> I thought this whole thing was about my life going bad. He says that the trial of your faith being much more precious than of gold that perishes. So where does God put the value on your faith? It's on your faith. Amen. And this goes back to rule number two. Is that sometimes trials are needed for your development. Your development of what? Your development of your faith. Sometimes you've got to go through things in order to see God correctly. I'm telling. Let me say that again. Sometimes you got to go through things to see God correctly. Mm -hmm. How many of you? And this is your general question. How many of you have, um, after the trial was over, was thankful for what you went through? Anybody? You was thankful. Mm -hmm. Do you remember why you were thankful? I mean, it's not. I mean, honestly, it's kind of like. it was kind of like the revelation you know when uh, Jesus asked Peter who he was he said, he said you're, you're the son of God. He said man didn't reveal that to you. When you come through a trial and you actually see what you came through and actually see the value in it you didn't get that from this. You got that from him. He said you see that child? You see that? Now had you not went through that you'd have never known that. You'd have never realized that about me. I've been very open about some of the trials that I've been through in my life, and and I can honestly say I developed a, a relationship with God, and learned things about the Holy Spirit that I still don't even fully understand. But they were so precious to me and so wonderful. But I realized those at the worst times of my life, the worst. I mean, I couldn't, I couldn't even. If it was on a scale of one to ten, I didn't have a number to put on it. It was, it was awful. But I knew, got to know him, got to know him because of that situation. And I look back on it now and I think, had I not been through that and see the value that come out of it, and and I'm going to say something here, and I don't want you to take me the wrong way, but I want you to definitely get the meat of this. When you finally realize the value that your trial brings, Sometimes you don't even want it to leave because you have a realization about what it's actually producing inside of you. It's like, hey, if I've got to deal with this thorn and if it keeps me close to you, it's like Paul said. He said, Great, your grace is sufficient. He came to full grips that that thorn was going to be there, but as long as God was with him, it was good enough. You remember what he said specifically? He said, Grace. Grace was sufficient. Now, once again, I'm not downplaying anything that you've been through. I'm not. I'm simply saying these things to remind us, to get us a proper perspective about what we're dealing with and the value of it. That God is not leaving you for dead. He's actually raising you up. Come on. He's producing something in you that can't be stolen from you. Something strong. And something pure. And something true. And it's being worked within you over and over and over again. And what's going to come out of that piece of coal is a diamond. And God's working that within you right now. He's working that in the trial. It's a lot of pressure. And it hurts really bad at times. It really does. Okay. So he said, um, and then he said, though it be tried with fire, might be found under praise and honor and glory, at the appearing of Jesus Christ, though it be tried with fire. Uh-huh. I was out with the boys the other night, and we were uh, we were burning boxes. And uh, they had this uh, this flame going pretty good, and they're shoving these boxes in there, and they let them burn down. And they, all of you know what that looks like. You've burned boxes before. So we're out there burning these boxes, and there's just something about a fire. There's something about a fire that... The right distance, you got to be the right distance from it, you know? You get, you get too close, it's too dangerous, right? You get burnt. You get far enough away, you can't really feel the effects of it. But you get that right medium. Just sitting there, right there, perfect. You feel those flames. And there's something unique about a fire because in a split second, it can go from absolutely beautiful to absolutely wanting to harm you in just a split second. So I'm at, I'm at the right distance and I'm, I'm just watching these flames and I'm like, wow, it's just beautiful watching this thing, watching fire work, watching fire do its thing. And I'm watching this burn up these boxes and it's crawling. I'm watching this, these flames crawl up and these boxes are slowly disintegrating. Well, and then I took a step closer and I was like, woo, one step, one, and the temperature changed dramatically. And it went from being extremely beautiful to being now I'm like you know what I don't know how long I can handle this and guys are just kind of weird like that we're always playing with fire and stuff you know we're kind of you know messing around and trying to see what we can do but I'm thinking you know I'm thinking about this and the and and God began to deal with me about this as I as this message come up that the the these trials are by fire you're going through a fire can we can we honestly say that your trial by the, uh, uh, for the production of your faith is through this fire you're going through a fire and it's like See, God fully understands. He knows. He gets it. He knows fire's dangerous. But we got to get you just close enough so you'll understand the danger, but you also know I'm right there with you. See, if you stand too far away, if you listen, if you got a choice, you'd always stay the right distance away from the fire. You'd always be away from it. It's like, nah, I don't want to. Nah, it's it's fine. Go ahead. I don't want to part of that. He's like, hey, come here. Come on up here. It's like, ooh, it's getting hot now. Yeah, I understand. Come on. Come on, get a little bit closer. Come on. That is hot. I'm right here with you. I'm right here with you. Now hold on. Now let's let it work. Let's let it work. You know, watching these things go into the fire, and i watching these things disintegrate. They turn to ashes. There are things that in your life right now, and and, I want to make this point as we begin to wrap up. There are things in your life right now that will not be burnt off unless you go through a fire. There are things that, there are habits, there are um, addictions, there are perspectives, there's self. Those things, many of these things will not be defeated and beaten until you go through a fire and it burns them off. And in order to get, you can't be standing away from the fire. God says, you're going to have to get in there where it's hot. And it's like, oh, that time is too dangerous. And so what happens when we get into a trial by fire? What's the first thing we think of? I'm going to die here. I ain't going to make it. Well, of course, that's that's what you're supposed to think because you're too close to the fire. But we have forgotten that that fire is not for your destruction. That fire is for your good. That fire is to refine you and to make you more like him. It changes the whole perspective when we allow God to, to purge us of what we're going through. Right? And you know what? And, it, and and this is the thing. Age has no, no limits here. Meaning, it doesn't matter if you're, if you're 95, down to 15, 12, 10. Refiner's fire burns things off. Everybody, if we'll allow it, God will produce these things in us. And it begin to show you, church, in that time when I got really close to him... And I loved on him, and he loved on me. In the midst of that love, he said, I just love you so much. Now, how about we get this out? And I was like, I never even realized that 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 was upsetting to him. He said, yeah, that's taking way too much of your time. Your heart is all involved in that. I need more of your time. I'd have never known that. I'd have never known that it grieved the Holy Spirit. I'd have never known that that was getting in my way of my walk with him. But in the middle of the fire, you will be surprised what you'll find out. You'd be surprised. So we said here and in closing, though it be tried with fire, might be found of the praise and honor and glory of the appearing of Jesus Christ, perfecting you for what? For the coming. Uh-huh, I mean. Make no mistake. This is dress rehearsal. Right? Make no mistake that we are being perfected that when he makes his return, we can say, there he is. There he is. I'm ready. I'm ready. I've been refined. I've been worked over, and now I'm where I need to be. Would you guys stay tonight? <laughs> and this is the way that I I, I, uh, I took this in my spirit. And, I, and I'm going to make a, just a simple request. This is what we're going to do tonight. We're going to pray, and then we're going to close. Because I, I said what I said at the beginning, because the, a lot of the things that you do deal with and go through, some, a lot of those things can't be said in an, uh, in a public forum. They can't be said. There are things that you have privately that they just can't be said in the type of setting like this. So what we're going to do tonight is that you've had a lot of time, and I think the Holy Spirit has been dealing with with us throughout this the service, and whoever may be on online tonight, I believe the Holy Spirit's been dealing with us, and you know those private places inside of you. You know that the, the warfare, and you know the, the battle back and forth. So tonight we're going to pray, and all I'm simply saying is, is that if you've got something that you are struggling with in a trial, if you've got a trial that you are engulfed in, and you do not understand it, you do not get it, and it doesn't make sense to you, and you are dealing with things inside. So what we're going to do tonight, and I'm going to be honest, I'm going to be up front. I'm going to pull my hand up. I've got some trials, yeah. Hell yeah. I admit it. i got a trial. i got trials. So I'm going to pray, and if that's you, you're just going to hold your hand up to represent trial. i got a trial. i got a trial. i got something I'm dealing with. i got something I'm going through here. Nope, I can't say it right now. I can't speak it, but I got it. This is what my hand represents. So if you've got something going on right now, we've got some hands being raised, raise your hand. If you've got it, you raise your hand and be bold, and we're going to go to the Lord in prayer. Father, you see it. You see the hand. Father God, we've been struggling with some things. Lord, we've been going through some things. We've been dealing with things. Father, you see the representation of the hand. God, which says and admits, Father God, that we are locked in a trial, and we do not have a full understanding of it. Father, I'm asking, Lord God, that you bring wisdom and knowledge from these trials. Father, tonight, Lord, I'm not even asking that you tell us why. I'm not asking that tonight. Don't You don't have to tell us why. I'm asking you, Lord, tonight to bring value out of these trials. I'm asking you tonight to change us. I'm asking you tonight to make us more like you. Bring us closer to you in these trials. Help us to take full advantage of these times when we're broken, Lord, God, to pray and to seek your face. Father, I pray, God, that you encourage us and help us and lift us up and strengthen us, Father God. We love you tonight. We love you and we need you. But Father, I pray this tonight, God, for this entire congregation of Rock Harbor. I pray, Lord, God, that you'll you'll help us to understand, God, that there is value in what we're dealing with, and there's value in what we're going through. And even though we can't see it right now, God, help us to rejoice in you. Help us to rejoice in you. Thank you for this time tonight, Lord, and thank you for your word. And we ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. I love the Lord tonight. I love Him. It's hard for me not to be emotional because I I just love him. I love the word. I love everything that he's bringing. I love what he's doing for Rock Harbor Church. And, you know, when I see him, you know, when I see him working, when I see things going on like this, he's doing a work. He's doing a good work in Rock Harbor Church. Though we can't see it, but by fire, our faith has been tried. And as a group, as a body, we are growing stronger. We are growing stronger. Pastor, do we have any announcements before we dismiss? Rejoice and praise in the Lord. Rejoice and praise in the Lord. Amen. Don't forget that. We've been talking about that. Worship the Lord. Enjoy his presence. Sacrifice of praise. All right. Glad you guys, once again, glad you guys can make it tonight. Let's pray and we'll be dismissed. Father, Lord, we just, we, we're just thankful for the time. And God, I know that people are busy and I know people got things going on. But I'm just, we're we're grateful for the time to have tonight. And Father, I pray, God, even the ones who are out online uh, online tonight watching, Lord, I pray a blessing on them tonight. And Father, as we leave this place, Father, I pray that your anointing would go with us, Lord. Continue to teach us, Lord, in the spirit. Show us your ways. Reveal to us truth that we can be and continually be set free. Thank you for this tonight, Father. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. God bless you guys tonight.